worship leaders, worship musicians, and those who love to worship. Have you had the uneasy feeling on a Sunday morning that worship lately has become kind of soft, kind of wimpy? Why is that? Well, let's talk about it. Welcome to the Worship Homestead. My name is Nathan Smith. Thank you for joining me. Today, we're going to be talking about an uncomfortable topic, wimpy worship music. But before we do, I want to give you something. If you go to my website, blueprintsounds.com, you can get access to my free worship training bundle. There are manuals and online trainings on everything from songwriting, cheat codes for church sound, and how to arrange your band to sound as full as it can be every week. Again, go to blueprintsounds.com or click on the link nearby, blueprintsounds.com forward slash worship booster pack, all one word. All right, let's talk about wimpy worship music and why it is. So maybe you've heard these accusations, or maybe you felt guilty, or maybe not felt guilty for feeling this way in a Sunday morning. Something like, worship music all sounds the same, or why am I feeling kind of bored during worship, or why do all of the songs sound like Jesus is my boyfriend? What's going on there? I think I can explain and it has to do with the difference between giving and receiving. Everything in creation has to do with one of those two things at the same time, giving and receiving. We take in oxygen and we breathe out carbon dioxide. In the creation story, the night came first and then the day, right? At night, we rest and we receive. And in the daytime, we give, we build, we do stuff. The same thing is true with mothers and fathers. When a baby is conceived, it spends nine months doing nothing but receiving from the mother, right? Taking out nutrients from the mother in order to grow. And then when it's born, it spends more time doing nothing to earn anything, but it's just receiving from mom. And dad is sort of in the background during that time. Any of you who are parents of young children know that there's no substitute for mommy. Daddy is not sufficient to substitute for mommy. That's what mothering is. Mothering is all about nurture and care and life-giving. What does the father do? Well, as the child grows up, eventually there comes that turn where it's time to do some chores, learn some skills, learn how to drive a car, all that sort of stuff. The fathering role becomes more important as the father has to teach the child how to make its way in the world. What are you going to do to give back to society? And we do that in hopes that eventually... The child will give more than it took from society. Well, mothering and fathering both reflect the heart of God because obviously mothers come from God and so do fathers. So God is to us both mother and father. We receive life from him, care, nurture, all of that. And yet at the same time, he wants us to walk in dominion and authority. Just like he told Adam and Eve in the garden that their job was to take the garden to the non-garden part of the world and increase the authority. Well, God had given them life like a mother, but also was expecting them to walk in dominion, and that's what a father does. So God is both mother and father to us. Now, quick disclaimer, I know there's a lot of confusion around gender, and Satan has really muddied the waters when it comes to what's what. We present either as a male or female, but all of us are part of the bride of Christ, and that's female, and all of us are sons in the kingdom of heaven and that's male. And this is the important part to know, that the church, the bride of Christ, is female. It's all about receiving, nurturing, life-giving. 
And yet all of us are also, male and female, sons in the kingdom of heaven. And that's male because the kingdom is about dominion and initiative and building. Both of those things are true for all of us who are Christians at the same time. It's interesting to notice, if you read the New Testament, how many times Jesus mentions the church. Twice. There are two instances where he mentions the church. Once to Peter, where he says, on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And then there's another section where he's talking about the local church. Two times. You want to know how many times he mentions the kingdom? Dozens and dozens and dozens of times. Nearly 50 times just in Matthew alone. So Jesus had a lot to say about the kingdom of heaven and relatively little to say about the church because Jesus came to bring us dominion over sin. Well, 2,000 years later, we have a really well-developed sense of church theology. We know the role of the church, what the church should do, what the function of the church is, but do we have a similarly robust sense of the kingdom and what the theology of the kingdom is? I'll let you answer that question for yourself, but I think that comes out in our worship. So worship that is female in nature talks about receiving from God. What are my reactions? What are my response to what he's done for me? So even songs about my victory or the Lord fighting our battles is still about God doing things for us. And still that's in a mothering key, even though it is a little bit more aggressive. So all of that is the mothering key. The fathering key is about what we build, is about what we give, our initiative, extolling God for who he is and praising him, right? So there's female worship and there's male worship, just like there's mothering and fathering. But here's the question. If every believer is both female and male, both part of the bride of Christ and a son in the kingdom of heaven, why is it so lopsided? Why does it feel like it's so heavily skewed toward receiving and nurturing songs and not building and initiative songs? Things are skewed for this simple reason. Female worship sells better. So let's talk about the Christian music industry, of which worship music is just a subset. They know who's listening to the radio, and they know the demographics that they're shooting for when it comes to Christian music and worship music. They've even given it a name. Her name is Becky. Becky is a 40-year-old soccer mom who shuttles the kids day by day in her minivan, and she wants to listen to the radio as she's doing it. She wants songs that are positive, encouraging, and non-confrontational. She does not want to turn on the radio and have something come on while her kids are in the car that would be uncomfortable, right? Again, this is not a real person. This is a cartoon demographic. This is the ideal customer that the Christian music industry has in their mind that they're marketing to. And that affects all the decisions that they make. What songs are going to get elevated, what songs get written, what songs get greenlit for an album, whether it's in the Christian music industry, again, or in the worship industry, it's churchgoers who are female, okay? So it's not really surprising that that's what they're shooting for, and so what you're getting is marketing to comfort. The best example I can think of of marketing to comfort is Toys R Us, now defunct, but remember Toys R Us's tagline was, I don't want to grow up because if I did, I wouldn't be a Toys R Us kid. It's brilliant. You're saying, don't grow up, don't take on responsibility, buy toys instead. 
Toy companies do a great job of creating and packaging and marketing stuff that's going to appeal to a kid. They even have the cutout in all of the boxes so you can touch the toy. You can almost take it home as long as your parents pay for it and then cut off the zip ties. That's marketing to comfort. The, the toy companies are not interested in things like delayed gratification, long-term thinking, or a do-it-yourself attitude. That's the parent's job. That's, that's what you do as a parent. You say, no, you don't need that right now. We're going to wait until later. It's not the job of the toy companies. Parents that do that, that instill values in their children long enough for the children to eventually get those habits and then get those values for themselves, wind up with adults who are mature. Parents who don't wind up with kids who just want toys when they're older. They just want bigger or better toys. Well, take out the word toy and put in the word song, and now you understand all of the failings of the worship music and the Christian music industry. Why do all songs sound the same? Well, because they're popular and you copy what's popular. You don't take risks. Why are all the lyrics shallow? Because it takes a while to learn a skill like songwriting, like any writing, and youth is much more marketable. And why are all the songs about Jesus being my boyfriend? It's because a lot more people want to have a massage than become a Marine. Comfort is very, very marketable. And initiative and building, eh, no, that's not as marketable. The truth of the matter is that the Christian music industry, again, which is just a subset of the secular music industry, wants to sell you a song. They're not interested in growing you. And why would they be? That's not their responsibility. We shouldn't expect it to be their responsibility. So if you are feeling discontent, if you turn on the radio or you go to Sunday morning service and you're wondering why the songs don't talk about the kingdom of God and the dominion of Jesus, they only talk about receiving and nurturing, well, there's your answer. It's because that's not what they're there for. When Jesus said, it is difficult for a man to enter the kingdom of heaven, I think he was on to something. There are a lot of people who will enter the church that may not end up entering the kingdom because the church is step one, and that's comfort and nurture. Please don't misunderstand. I am not knocking the church. The church is the bride of Christ. It will be there at the end. God doesn't have a plan B. He will never work outside of the church, but there also is a kingdom. And so for those of you believers who have that longing, have that discontent, that kind of itch of like, when are we going to start singing songs about the dominion and the power of God and not just the nurture and the comfort level? The radio won't do it for you. Sunday morning isn't going to do it for you because by and large, we've outsourced writing our own songs and just allowed the gatekeepers to present us with songs on praise charts and planning center and all the rest of it. We've allowed the radio to tell us, well, these are the songs that you're going to sing. And we're getting what we're getting. We're getting increasingly comfortable, increasingly nice songs that don't move the ball forward in terms of the kingdom of heaven. So if you want those kind of songs, you're going to have to write them for yourself. You're going to have to show initiative and start building like a son rather than just expecting like a child to receive it. This is the challenge and the opportunity for songwriters in their local churches and local communities. Start now. Start writing songs about the kingdom now in your own community. Don't wait for a platform. Don't wait for a record deal. Don't wait to get discovered. I can tell you from experience, that's not how it works. Start 
now. Sit down at your piano, grab your guitar, get a pen and pencil, and start writing about the kingdom because the church desperately needs it. There are plenty of believers who have that discontent, that want to sing something else, that that want something different, and by and large, they're not getting it. Do not wait for brick-and-mortar churches or the Christian music industry to start writing songs about the kingdom of heaven. There's no money in it. They're going to keep writing songs about comfort. You, you are going to take personal responsibility and start doing it for yourself. Hey, I hope that video encourages you, and I hope that you start to write songs about initiative and sonship and the kingdom of heaven. Again, if you need help with your own worship arrangements, live sound, or how to arrange your band, go to blueprintsounds.com forward slash worship booster pack. All right, until next week, God bless and goodbye.